And welcome back to another Afternoon Delight edition of the Michael Deacon Program. What you are about to hear will be offensive. If you play bingo, this is not the show for you. If you lack a sense of humor, this is not the show for you. Please remove yourself. You now have been officially warned. Joining us tonight is Mr. Von Weehunt. He is the host of the Von Weehunt Show on KFNX 1100. Straight out of Phoenix, Arizona. And yes, he's been here before. It's not his first rodeo, and it won't be his last. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for allowing me into your hearts and into your minds. Here we are again on a night like this. The time of Armageddon is here, and the American Gustapo is at your doors once again, boys and girls. What a scary time it is to be alive. We've reached the tipping point, it seems. Perhaps the Russian cosmonaut who said America is going through a civil war, perhaps he wasn't entirely wrong after all. It's all hanging by a thread now, and let's hope the levee doesn't break. Now let's get down to brass tacks and bring in the boys here. Let me bring in Mr. Vaughn Weehunt, who has been patiently waiting. Let's bring him in. Vaughn, what's going on? Going on? Hey, Michael Deacon. Hey, it's a pleasure to be back on your show again. Uh, we had a great time and a good chat last time. And man, since we spoke, the world's just on fire. You know, I mean... It's just amazing. We're still in lockdown mode. We're still surviving. And, and uh, I guess the saying goes, if you're surviving, you're thriving, right? <laughs> That's right. That's right. And I believe we might have lost Mike here. Let's bring him in. My goodness. Bring Mr. Mike Hideous back on here. I believe he dropped off. And it usually happens. What's going down, Mike? <laughs> we could hear you now. Okay, good. Yeah, I got knocked off. Right at the beginning. All good, all good. Our man, Von Weehunt, is live and in the building. I'm so glad he's here. It's been, you know what, Von, it's been about a month since the last time we talked. It has, man. Time has flied. It really has. And holy shit, has the world changed since? God. Unbelievable. It really is. And for those that don't know and who are just joining in, Von is out there in Phoenix, Arizona, the last time I checked. Vaughn, give us a rundown. What's going on out there? Oh, you bet. Um, as many people might know, I was on KFNX 1100 AM for four years. And I host, of course, the Vaughn Weehunt Show. And uh, you can always catch past episodes of that on SoundCloud.com and BlogTalkRadio.com and Podomatic on the Internet. But back here, um, Michael, you know, with the lockdown and whatnot, um, yeah, we are just sort of like surviving and thriving. Supposedly on May 1st, Governor Ducey of Arizona is going to reopen Arizona, quote unquote, reopen it. Right. Uh, it's like, it's, 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 it's like the grand reopening of America, you know, and yeah. <laughs> we're looking forward to it. Yeah. As everyone should be. However, these new protocols, they will definitely be a pain in the ass. 
I suspect. Well, oh, yeah. Better, better they be a pain in the ass than to completely shut down at this point. I heard an interesting thing on the news earlier this evening um, that uh, the the estimates that they had initially thought were going to be the count for uh, sick and dead uh, for this pandemic haven't even reached those numbers. So, so that's a good thing. Uh, and the other thing is that the, the hospitals, they thought there'd be like so many people in the hospitals, which is why they brought in, um, uh, they were building, uh, uh, hospital, a temporary hospital in Central Park, New York City. They, they brought that medical ship in. They hardly even use them. As a matter of fact, I think one of the hospitals that they were attempting to, or had built up with tents, they've taken down. So the good thing is we actually might be able to get back into our world again maybe within less than a month. Well, let's hope so. I am. My fingers are crossed. Yeah, let's definitely hope so. And yes, I've been checking out the local news out there in your area, Vaughn. And it seems like there has been plenty of uh, protesting going on, even counter-protesting by Phoenix nurses in your area. Yes, yes. Phoenix is a hotbed right, right now, as many other state capitals in the country for protests. Uh, we, we want to reopen the state. Uh, this is a very, uh, it's, you know, it's a, it's a big state with a lot of people and a lot of personalities. But the thing is, you know, we were down there at the state capitol and they were protesting for the reopening. And I can see where people, you know, had to make a move like, President Trump, they wanted to shut down the country, and I get all of that. However, however, I think that President Trump and many of the governors bought into a lot of the hysteria. Now, as president, you have to do that. But right. all the evidence points to the fact that COVID-19, though a real virus, though a serious virus, is nothing like the black plague, you know, that affected Europe and killed millions. It's not even Spanish flu material. They killed millions around, you know, 1917. So we're dealing with something, and the people of Arizona are smart, and they want to get back to business. They've got, you know, the uh, money's going to run out here soon, guys. That's uh, right. The uh, 1200 bucks is going to run out very soon. So that's where we're at. Yeah. But I, I definitely agree with you, Vaughn. I was seeing some small businesses out there getting hassled by the boys in blue. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, there was some. Yes. You saw that. I did. Uh -oh. I did, Michael. And um, I'm glad your your show is here to showcase a lot of this and talk about it. I mean, we back to blue. We, uh, you know, I have friends that are on the police force. I think sometimes the police officers, they might be, I don't know for a fact, but they might be given some parameters, or some guidelines, you know, from the local mayor of Phoenix or whatnot. And they just sort of... Not that they're misguided. They're doing things within the law, per se, quote unquote. But yeah, man, it's, it's, it's bad when, when, when you have a small business and you're being hassled by the man, right? That phrase from the 1960s. No one wants to be hassled to make a buck. And this is what I say. Okay. If, if you want to shut down the whole country and you want to lock it down, baby, be my guest. But. With one big caveat, you better be cutting checks to the American people for the next 20, 30 years then. Because if you want us to sit at home and do nothing, people don't live on air, right? So they will expect payment of some kind. So they either print it 
or we earn it. That's sort of where where we're at, I think. And for those that want to follow along, we are referring, well, I was referring to a case with a man by the name of Daniel Maison, I believe. I don't have that article up, but it's in Winslow, I believe Winslow, Arizona. I think that's where it's at. And this man, he faces six months in jail and a $2,500 fine after being cited for violating government orders that require non-essential businesses to remain closed. And, of course, you can see all that footage online yourself via body cam. It's quite interesting. And it's it's also very sad to see. I think he was an essential part of the business economical plan out there. He, Even though he was um, running a business called Authentic Indian Art Store, he did provide hay, though. I mean, I got to give him that. He, he was doing something, but they had to shut him down. How sad. He was selling hay? Well, now he is, or he was at the time. As in hay for horses? Right. Oh, okay. <laughs> hey, there's a picture of him yeah, right he here. Yeah, he was. And, uh, Michael, you are right. That's a big story here in Arizona, and uh, there's many like him, but he was sort of the poster boy for this. You know, we, we we all support the police, but nobody supports overzealous police that, uh, you know, that go over and above and beyond what they're supposed to do. We all support them. We, we, we want them to be strong. We want them to do a good job and keep us safe and all that. Right. But at the same time in saying that, like I've been saying for, well, you see me on Twitter. That's right. I have a Twitter account and I'm on there daily with, with uh, you, Michael, and I was told we don't want to be a nanny state where the government says, oh, we're going to protect you from going outside. We're going to protect you. And they uh, um, went out there to the beaches of California and they arrested the surfers, for God's sakes. That's you can't silly. protect everybody from everything, you know. You really can't. It's impossible. Yeah, you really can. And, and Vaughn, by the way, how have you been handling the lockdown you know, I have, it's, it's funny you mentioned that I've actually been building up my, uh, home studio for broadcasting. I've actually been very, very busy, uh, doing that and lots of little projects that I'll be honest with you that were on the back burner. You know, a lot of your folks don't know. I'm also the author of the bachelor's guide to the galaxy. That's right. And I've got three or four more books that I'm kind of been working on. Uh, one's a sequel to that book, but that book's got a lot of politics in it and things that, you know, it's all about, uh, you know, those kinds of modern day relationships. But I've been just hunkering down, doing takeout. I've been, um, meeting with some friends. I've been making alliances, been meeting with people, uh, where I have the time to do it. Right. Right. And working on, um, projects like this, um, and, the book and Twitter, my radio show, and I've been going back and forth. So there's just, it's been an amazing, but a weird time, but right. a good time. So I think the key is just to stay busy. Yeah, keep yourself focused, no doubt. I always say during these times, you must learn to adapt and evolve, Vaughn. Yes. That's the key. Yes, adapt and evolve. Yeah, and I always say this too. It, you know, right right now, obviously, this is a very obvious statement. The economy is not about being a Donald Trump Jr. or making your first million. You got to survive, and most Americans are barely surviving. I mean, I mean, this money, as you know, 
it's only good for about a day. And with the cost of living is going to yep. eat everyone's lunch that, I mean, like I said, if the government's hell bent, my message to all the governors is in all these senators, mainly Democrat by, by the way, they want to lock everybody up. Really, it's, it's a soft martial law. It's a form of house arrest. And if they want to lock us up and shut down everything forever, then let's, then you got to pay for that. It's not for free. We're not staying home for free. And I think that's the message that they're not getting. We're like going, hey, we can, we can do this. We can, quote, unquote, comply, though we don't like it one, for one second. But if we do, by God, you better pay us and pay us well at 100% of our salary. And Trump was smart to do that in the stimulus. I think we're getting checks again next uh, month of May. And Americans need – and the minute you get it, it's already spent, right? So, Pretty much. Um, it's best to get the country back to, back to work, in my view. Yeah, we can't stay sequestered for this long, forever. Yeah. I mean, we it, definitely you know, have to go to work at one, at some point, Mike. No doubt. Go ahead. There's there's a there's a a saying uh, when you own your own business that if you have a bad month, it takes three to four months to catch up to that bad month. You know, in order to make your profits again. Um, so now you know, multiply that by the country for lack of a better term and, and just realize like how much, how many people are suffering. Those who have record stores, tattoo shops, uh, hair salons, photography studios, uh, takeout restaurants, theaters, uh, clubs, bars, all these people need to get back into the system in order to, uh, start making money again. And, uh, being closed this long, is really going to affect, you know, it's going to affect everybody. And, I, and, well, go ahead. and like Vaughn said, you, you know, $1,200 that, that, that you could, I could spend that in 30 minutes. <laughs> That's not very much. Exactly. Right, right, right. And of course I support the lockdown, but not for this long. But of course, once we do go back to some sort of, um, normalcy, the new normal Vaughn, um, there's going to be lots of uh, different changes. Obviously, new protocol to follow, new orders to obey. Well, you know, I can only, I agree with you. I, I just think that I still thought from the moment this happened, I've never wavered. I go by my instinct. My gut instinct is extremely strong. We all have it. I've developed it over the years. It's that little voice inside your head. And the hair on the back of my neck just went up when I heard about this COVID-19 thing. It wasn't in fear. It was more... I'm very suspicious mm. when these things come out of the blue. China was a red flag. Uh, Wuhan province was a red flag. And uh, I'm not going to go down the uh, rabbit hole of all the conspiracy theories, though I think many are valid. I think that um, this thing has been overblown. I mean, look, we have car accidents every year. People die. Uh, flu, cold, cancer, heart attacks. And what I would say if I was President Trump, if, if I was advising him, I would say, you say you're a wartime president and I support you, Mr. President. But if you're a wartime president, then you need to be able to accept casualties. And otherwise, you're not a wartime president. So when he gets in front of the cameras, he needs to tell these stupid idiots in the National Press Corps that, yes, I'm a wartime president. There will is be it, is casualties. Is that what he said? Is the that what he said? I'm a wartime One guy president? dies. Don't don't come bitching and yelling about it. You know. Go ahead, Mike. 
I'm sorry, Vaughn. Did he actually say I'm a wartime president? Well, yeah, and 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 he is because I believe that a pandemic is a it's a form of war and attack, and he definitely said that. And I and I agree with President Truman. I I I I do believe it's a form of attack on on this nation and of the West. I'm not convinced for one moment it came from some Wuhan quote unquote wet market. That's also a really weird term. For these, uh, that's a real Democrat term for these open-air slaughterhouses of dogs and cats, and they have a nice, a nice nimble little nanny state term. They call it a wet market. Uh, it's a slaughterhouse for dogs, and they boil them alive, and, it's, and they've been doing it. And I, any country that kills dogs and cats, first of all, is a barbaric nation. Thank and you. And I don't care if they've been around for five thousand freaking years. Thank they you. haven't really evolved much, in my view, and I would tell them in 5,000 freaking years, okay? Capiche? So, Capiche, yes. Uh, <laughs> enough of that about them. Oh, they're an ancient culture. Bullshit. Bullshit, and I mean, nobody yes. cares about them <laughs> being an ancient culture. I see what you do today. I'm all about the here and the now and, and what's going on in this moment in time, right? So, but Michael, getting back to your thing really, really briefly – is um, I don't want to see a lot of changes. I I call them apocalypse zombies now. <laughs> They're walking around <laughs> with face masks and hazmat suits at Safeway. And, you know, I got little old ladies, uh, you know, trying to run away from me when I'm trying to buy, find some rice or pasta at Safeway. Oh my. They're all freaking out of this man might have Corona or something, you know, and, and they have these spit guards now at every cash register. Uh, that's what I call them, you know. So your droplets, God forbid, get on the uh, cat. I mean, this has been good. Look, we're never going to build up an immunity, is my point, if we don't get out there and reopen things. That's how you build up immunity. Viruses happen all the time. We've crushed them like a bug for a million years because we exposed ourselves to them. Only when you expose yourself to your deepest fears do you conquer them. You're not going to conquer this thing by sheltering in place like a, you know, like a, like a poodle or a pup or some shoeless Chinese peasant. <laughs> He's clutching his bowl of rice in fear, hunkering down, and that's what they want for America. They want you like a Chinese peasant, and that's what I see. By the way, on a complete side note here, we'll get back on track here. Have you been getting any of that quarantine trim out there, Vaughn? <laughs> you know, we're Amazing. always working on, on, on that. I will say that uh, on one level, the fields are fertile. All right. So we'll see about that. Yeah, we'll see about that. But the thing is, is uh, I've been so busy, to be honest with you. It's just amazing how the days fly by, man. Um, that's I true. Mean, it's been it's been good, and that's I I'll be honest with you, that's been on the back burner, but it's about to go on the front burner here really quick. Amazing. Remember, if she's not crying, you're not doing it right, Vaughn. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Exactly. That's what I tell her. <laughs> that's right. I love Vaughn. He is the man, no doubt. Mister Vaughn Weehunt, the legend himself. Boys and girls, love this man very much. Much respect to you, Vaughn. Really appreciate you Much being you here. Too. Oh yes, it's such you a great both. time. And by the way, Vaughn, you know, I hate to bring this up, but I do remember you saying this maybe a year or so, maybe even longer. 
I once heard you say something about that here in America that we are overpopulated. Well, now there's a creature that's in the air and it's taken a number of lives. Do you still feel that way today, Vaughn? I do. Amazing. I do. It's not, it's not about to be about, um, the depopulation thing. What I meant by that was that we can't take in every immigrant. Well, I agree. I said on, on the air for four years in a row that we had these, you know, these caravans, fun caravans coming up to our southern border. And I said, we cannot absorb the entire freaking third world. I mean, come on. I mean, it's like we cannot take in every peasant, every refugee. Look, we're not a brand new country like we were back, say, in 1800 or 1820 or even 1900. When we were really a brand new country, the world kind of knew about us. They kind of dug us. And they came out to Ellis Island, right? right. Well, in our right. first 150 years, we needed lots of people to come in and build up the country and the infrastructure, which was wonderful. But the one caveat that everyone forgets about is when those people came into the country, one, they assimilated, but they were also from predominantly Europe. They were not from all over the world. They were not from the third world. They were from Germany, England, Scotland, Ireland, Denmark, predominantly Spain, Italy, Europe. So the thing is when they came over, they, 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 they came in very quickly and they blended faster because they, we had a lot in common with them as our ancestors or brethren from Europe because everybody was Christian. Everybody was had lived under a monarchy in in the past. They had relatives already over here, and they also came with a skill set where they weren't looking for the government for a handout. They went to work. That's right. You know, we have people now that come over here, and the first thing they want to do is they want to find the local government office and file for benefits. Yep. Where do I apply to get a check? Where's my Trump check? They're already saying that. Yeah. And, <laughs> and the going, first thing the Democrats crazy. The it's first like, thing the Democrats yeah. say is here's your check. Here we'll we'll take you in right. and and we'll give you money. We'll give you benefits. We'll give you everything for free. College, medication, whatever you need. It, it can't work like that. Yeah, you're right, Mike. And the thing is we have people now I've always said this. The 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 people that came over you know, 50 years ago, and it still do. We have a lot of hardworking people that come over. They're great. We love that. But the problem is their children, their offspring, I call it, if you will, the millennial immigrants that come over, they're not like grand grandfather that came over in 1942 on a burrow, you know, coming across really a border that wasn't even a border, let's be honest. But back then they had life better in Mexico, but we, but they, they, they came to work. They would, you know, work in the fields and go back. And it worked out real well until they realized, Hey, we can stay here and not work with all the liberal benefits and Democrat checks and live in LA and not have to work and just hang out. And that's what started them not being seasonal employees but being permanent illegal residents from many countries. And that's the problem. And that's why 
it's like, okay, we can't just absorb the whole world. And so I, I didn't mean that there's, there's parts of America that are too populated. It's, it's like, Michael, people don't move to say South Dakota or Wyoming or way out there. They all want to live in these concentrated areas like Los Angeles, Seattle, Dallas, New York city, even Phoenix, right? Even Phoenix. So they don't move to the hinterlands. They all want to stay concentrated in little cities or now are big cities. But people will tell you half of L.A. is a barrio anyway now. Pretty much. It's, they call it northern Mexico City. It's like, you know, I mean, it's it's like a foreign country if you get off the wrong highway there. But, Vaughn, you know, I mean, there are a million times. But, Vaughn, have, so. but Vaughn, I know you miss it out here. <laughs> I, I do. Know you miss I it really out here. Do. No, parts <laughs> of California are great. This isn't a I mean, but every state's affected. Uh, but I will say this, that when I grew up there as a kid, it was truly a different the place. golden state. Right, right. But, and even, and even Arizona has been impacted. We have too much traffic. Look, we have too many people driving around with no insurance, man. That's dangerous. In most states, you know? You know, you know, if the they one hit thing you, you're screwed. Yeah, you're very screwed. Go ahead, Mike. The one thing I wanted to add to Vaughn's comment about, um, about people moving to concentrated areas is that when the Obama administration was rescuing uh, Arab uh, Syrians um, from the war that was going on out there, he was placing them in rural areas such as Montana, Dakota, uh, Idaho, uh, you know, these, these, like they were putting them in, in these pockets where you would never have thought these people would have moved to, but that's what was being done. And, and nobody was being, even being told about it. They were just being planted in these areas. And I, I had a real problem with that because, um, I felt very strongly that there were a lot of, uh, sketchy characters coming in that could have been associated with terrorist organizations. The end. The end. <laughs> <laughs> I would so, I would agree with that, that Obama was slipping them into all these cities in, in, in the Euro, right? What I'm saying is all that's bad. All I'm saying is that when they come over, they all tend to go to the, you know, the, the big city areas. Obama on purpose. Let's be honest, because those areas were predominantly white European. Oh, my God forbid. Oh, yeah, he wanted yeah. to brown them. I'm just being blunt. And he said, I'm going to move all these Somalians, for example, to Minnesota. That's the new Somalian hangout, right? That's and now right. they have all these Somalian gangs there. And now the Somalian gangs are taking over the taxi cab rackets. Yep. And you can't find a white taxi cab driver if your life depended on it. They're all Somalian. Now, I know because I've flown up there before. And they're standing there. They've just taken over certain industries. Same thing in Michigan. You go up there, you've got some towns now that are all Arabic, and they want to instill Sharia law. Well, all this went down when, when America was asleep, pretty much from 2008 to 2016. Yeah. When a lot of the country was just asleep, getting over the crash of 2008 and 9 and 10 that, in my view, Obama prolonged. And we woke up. And he, what, but see, Mike, he said, I will fundamentally change America. He yeah. promised us that. Oh, yeah. And he did. Yeah, that oh, we did. I know. I hate the guy. I can't stand it. It's the best way to did. conquer a country without firing a shot. Yep. I that's, recall that's that. That's why I cannot stand him. I'm sorry, Michael. Go ahead. I was just saying, oh, I recall that. Yeah. He did say that. I, I, 
you know, and, and if I may, just for a moment, and, and I want to be very clear to our audience who are listening. I'm, I'm not a racist person, but the, the comment that uh, Vaughn just made about how, uh, you know, Obama was putting Somalians in areas that were pro- predominantly white, uh, Caucasian uh, 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 neighborhoods. Let's face it. There has been this this. Uh, I don't even know what to call it, this negative outlook on white males. I am a white yeah. Caucasian male. My my heritage is from Europe and I'm goddamn proud of them because they built the state I live in or lived in. Uh, my my former uh, relatives of the past were hardworking people. They came to this country to, to be Americans and work hard and contribute. And – I've got to hear from people who are calling me racist simply because of the color of my skin. It it burns me up. It it angers me to no end. Uh, and I think those are the racist people. Just had to say that. Understood. But that's the plan. Yeah, to that make is you the plan, feel by, like by this exact way. way. Indeed, it's a mind war. Always remember that. It, it's terrifying. It really is. And going back to overpopulation, I think we could clearly state that New York is way overpopulated. All those individuals out there living on top of each other like a wet market in China. (laughs) Oh, it's true. It is true. And Michael, you're right. The um, the amount of people they they sit on the news, you know, per square mile in New York City, get this is 82,000 thousand people wow and in wyoming it's 12 yeah that's and it it's a little wonder to me that new york city at first got hit by the virus i mean you got that many people you know that close together living like rats in those new york tenement houses i'm sorry but you know they're just stacking them all over the place and uh you know they got sick but uh it's I don't want to see any state get affected by sure. these diseases or viruses. My point has always been, we're not even checking the people that have come in the last five, 10 years. What gets me is there, there's, there's more scrutiny on Americans who've been living here for 20, 30, 40, 50 years. There's not as much scrutiny that I ever see or I ever hear about, about newly arrived immigrants. They're the ones carrying in, potentially airborne diseases or, or things that are viral that are bringing, you know, that are coming on our shores. We've never seen these people before. They're not, I'm, and I'm sure there's some checks and balances. Don't get me wrong, but I just don't hear about the same level of scrutiny. All they want to do is vaccinate every American. You got Bill Gates running around, Bill Gates of hell. Uh, he and his compadres are talking about that, but I just want to, you know, it, it, it makes no sense if you want to have a country, if you want to invite the entire world over and you don't check up on them and you don't care if they come over or not. And that's been America's attitude, this laissez-faire thing for the last 30, 40 years. And now here we are today. And they're going to have major problems in this country in the not so distant future if they're not careful. It seems like it. And you know what, Vaughn? Again, just just to go back a little bit to the uh, Obama administration, uh, when he was bringing those Syrians in, uh, as well as other various immigrants from across the border, uh, south of the border, we, for the first time, and and I forget which states it was, but for the first time, we had uh, gotten smallpox again, 
And we had a, a, our first case of leprosy in, a, I think, what, something like uh, 80 years, 90, 100 years. Uh, in, so, yeah, thank you, Obama. Yeah, exactly. It's, you know, it's just that we have areas of America that are underpopulated, but let's face facts, nobody wants to live there. And I also don't want them forced there from third world countries. So my point is we have in our major city centers, they're overpopulated. I mean, you, you just go on the highway pre COVID-19 when, if you recall, the highways were constantly full. I know they're out, out there in California. Phoenix is very busy, clogged. Go on the Las Vegas Strip. It was bumper to bumper. A lot of parts of the, of the uh, country. I have friends in Dallas and all over the country that tell me traffic has not gotten better. It's gotten a lot worse. And the thing is, we don't, this country does not have a people shortage. That's my point. We've got enough busboys, enough landscapers, enough immigrants to last us for 20 years in my book. We don't need millions and millions and millions of more people. We don't. Our country is largely built up. We're still doing some construction. We're still doing that. But we don't need 100 million more immigrants. Now, if you talk to the Democrats, they want 100 million more. They want to they want to ruin your quality of life is what they're all about. And they want all these people on the dole. They want to buy their votes. So they'll vote for a Democrat ticket in 2020 and beyond. They're all about buying the votes through checks. That's all it is. You know, and things of that nature. They've been doing that for 50 years. And you see the dummies and the idiots, literally idiots that are up there in Congress now that spout off. And the vast majority are, in my view, are, you know, both parties are guilty. But man, you know, you look at Maxine Waters in California or Nancy Pelosi. Don't bring up the name. You write down the list. They're literally crazy idiots that are in power. And that's sad. Yeah. Maxine Waters, the wicked witch of the West, as they call her. Oh, what a jerk. I hate her. She is a terrible person indeed. And by the way, we've been uh, talking a lot about uh, Joe Biden here. We've been really whipping his ass on the show. I feel kind of bad. <laughs> I really do. I really do. But of course, we are going to have to do that yet again. And my goodness, Vaughn, I'm not sure if you've heard this yet, but I'm going to play this clip for you. And I was disturbed when a listener sent this in to me. Are you, are you ready for this, Vaughn? Yes. Okay. I'm just making sure. I mean, this might scare you, Vaughn. This is terrifying. Alrighty. All right, let's go. And by the way, you know, I sit on the stand and it get hot. I got a lot of, I got hairy legs that turn, that, 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 that turn, uh, um, blonde in the sun. And the kids used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down so it was straight and then watch the hair come back up again. They look at it. So I learned about roaches. I learned about kids jumping on my lap. And I've loved kids jumping on my lap. He loves kids <laughs> jumping on his lap, by the way, Vaughn. What the hell is he talking about? Vaughn, your thoughts. You know, I didn't hear. I just heard a part of it on on my end. Was, was, was that the clip where he talked about the kids, like he was saying, on his lap? Yeah. He was talking about cor- corn pop? Yeah. He, he said kids. he likes kids jumping on his lap. My God. Let, let's play that again for you. Who doesn't? <laughs> uh, apparently, someone likes it a little too much. Um. <laughs> was he friends with Michael Jackson? That's what I'm curious to know. Mm, yeah, I wonder if he was good yeah, friends I, with that guy. Oh, it's pretty funny because Joe Joe Biden 
um, doesn't even know what stays in or cities in our <laughs> campaign trails. Oh. I mean, he, the guy really, seriously, there's a Democrat president. He's senile. He's going through dementia. He really doesn't know where he's at. Um, he thinks his wife is his sister and, and her sister is his wife. Uh, he thinks little kids are, are uh, doable, put it that way. Uh, the guy's a weirdo, man. The guy is. He's a freak. Really strange. I don't, he would, he would fit probably good in the, in the new version of Dr. Strange Love. My God. If they were to do a remake of that kind of movie, he's just that kind of a nutty vice president. And, <laughs> and by the way, who can't do a good job as vice president? You just keep your mouth shut for eight years and pick up your check and don't get anybody in the trouble. I mean, he was pretty good at that, but he is creepy, Joe. He's always been that kind of guy. And you look back in his career of, of of him in the Senate, he's had a lot of outlandish things he said. But again, if he was a Republican, they would have called him out, lambasted him, tar and feathered him because he had the D after his name. A lot of these guys and gals, they get a pass. That's true. And we notice it out, 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 out here in flyover country, quote unquote, right? Right. But they get a pass because the, the, uh, the national press corps, like I said on Twitter many times, that they are now a political party. They've been one in America. They're hostile to President Trump. They're hostile to the American people. They do not like, uh, flyover country. They do, they, they do not want you to go back, back to work. They do not want you to reopen your business. They don't want you to go back to school. They like you in lockdown because now they feel they got you and they're in control and they can dictate to you what you're going to do and what you do when you get there. And they like it. They like this power. Make no mistake about it. They love it. It's like the, um, the media loves it. Pelosi loves it. These Democratic governors love it. Everyone's in lockdown, and, and really, I, I'm actually surprised at the patience of the American people. It's, it's something amazing to watch. I agree. Let's play that clip one more time. My God. And by the way, you know, I sit on the stand, and it get hot. I got a lot of, I got hairy legs that turn, that, 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 that turn uh, um, blonde in the sun. And the kids used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down so it was straight and then watch the hair come back up again. They'd look at it. So I learned about roaches. I learned about kids jumping on my lap. And I've loved kids (laughs) jumping on my lap. That's pretty insane. Roaches. (laughs) Kids jumping on my lap. I don't even know what to say. I'm a, I'm lost for words. <laughs> what can you say? I learned about roaches. I, I, I learned about people, people rubbing my legs. Oh, was- Joe Biden is uh, going to be a complete disaster. Uh, the Democrats are licking their chops thinking, oh, we got Trump now. See, their whole thing is they want people to turn their anger against Trump. So they'll vote against him in November. This has got nothing to do with science, got nothing to do with the virus, though maybe 10, 10, 15%. The whole genesis of this is to get Trump out of office. That's all they care about is removing him from power. They know they've got a weak candidate. Russian collusion didn't work. Those stupid FBI theories, those rogue agents, you know, uh, like struck in the rest of that communist cabal. Uh, impeachment didn't work. 
uh, constant media pressure hasn't worked. And now the virus and they're saying he wasn't fast enough. He wasn't BS more Bernie Sanders. He, 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 he was, he, you know, Trump in the, in the throes of the uh, impeachment wake moved very quickly to cut back travel with China. He moved very, very fast. He doesn't, but he doesn't, he doesn't go out there like a cheerleader, like Obama and beat his chest every day to say, Hey, look at me. Look what I did. He just does it. That's what businessmen do. They just do things behind the scenes. And you later find out, Hey, that was the right thing to do. The country had no clue they they just bought into the media hype. He was playing golf, and Biden was looking good. And so what we've seen is Biden's numbers have actually edged up a little bit. Really, a little bit. That's I've seen polls, but I think they're fake polls. It's fake news. I think that Trump is going to crush Biden in uh, November. Oh. Now it's not going to be no, a landslide, no, yeah. but he'll win by a healthy. In my view, two or three points. I I really I really do. I just can't wait to see them debate. I can't wait, man. That's going to be that's going <laughs> to be comedy. Oh, it's going to be uh, hilarious. Even I think even Trump realizes how how embarrassing it's going to be for Biden. And let's face it. I mean, I, we talked about this yesterday. I feel sorry for the guy and he really should be stepping down. But you know what? At this point, if this is the only thing that the, the left has, then bring it on. I've been calling it elder abuse, by the way, Vaughn. Yeah. Bring him out there on bring him out there on TV. It definitely is. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, You're gonna have to use that on your show. You know, and the thing is, um, it all depends, right? Quote unquote. Word. Pun intended. Um, the whole theory, <laughs> or one of the theories, a conspiracy theory. It's kind of fun to talk about. Is that they're gonna run Biden and they're gonna run him out of steam about a month or two before the election. They're going to declare him brain dead Ooh. in a nice way. <laughs> <laughs> and they're going to move in Hillary. It'll be a four vote uh, or Cuomo, uh, either or, uh, at the last minute. Because then they'll say, well, we have now a paper trail of you saying stupid things, you being a moron, you being creepy Joe, and now we're going to now we're going to you know take you off the ticket by force. And that's I can see the Democrats doing that. They'll be so desperate to win, and they that- know that Biden's a loser. They're not going to go through with it. I mean, I'd be very surprised if they went through with it. So wait a minute. You're saying that the, the Democratic Party can pull a candidate at the last minute? Is that what you're saying? I am saying that, and I'm saying that a lot of things happen in those smoke-filled rooms. What they'll say, they won't make it look like they're yanking him off the ticket. They'll just walk up to Joe Biden with a suitcase full of cash, wink, wink, nod, nod, and say, Joe, it's been nice knowing you, man, but we just wired $10 million to your account. And you can gracefully edge out of the uh, ticket and we'll make it worth, worth your while. It's uh, 10 million now, 10 million. Now again, this is pure speculation on my part, but that's a lot of, to be honest, at that level, that's how a lot of things are done by either threat or money. Yeah, you're right about that. So I mean, look what happened. You never hear about it on Main Street, but don't be surprised if Biden at the last minute says, I never realized my health had deteriorated so much and, and I'm going to pass the baton to Cuomo of New York or somebody a little bit younger. And that's better for the party. They'll, they'll, they'll give him a pre-made speech and it'll be, and he will be, and he will gracefully exit like a concrete hero. The media will say how wonderful he was. He should have won. He could have won. I can, I'm just saying a lot of weird things happen at convention time. 
And I can see the Democrats yanking him at the last minute. I, you know, I, I just have a, I just have a, a hard idea that they're going to run him to the bitter, bitter, bitter end with a crushing defeat. It's like, again, these people will do anything to win. Anything means anything. Yep. I mean, you know, the same was said for Obama. He hated Scalia so much in the Supreme Court. Well, I'm not saying he did anything, but one day that Justice Scalia is dead, right, in a Texas resort. I'm yeah. just saying that there's a, a whole apparatus here that most Americans never see and probably never want to see. That's right. But there are people that do deliver threats. There are people that blackmail. There are people that will bring you cash, bring you women, whatever you want to make you go their way. Because, again, their whole thing is the ends justify the means. Whatever we can do to win. And I'm telling you, man, they covet that Oval Office bad. They, they're still smarting over their crushing defeat when Trump won. They're still yep pissed off royally about that. So you think they're going to give him the Bernie Sanders treatment? Here's a briefcase. Uh, good night. Well, don't forget, Bernie got a house when Hillary won the nomination. <laughs> That's Most true. Of that, you know, these, these, these things come into the news and they, and they pull them really quick, if you notice. Yeah. Now, Bernie won't say that was a quid pro quo or anything, but it's real funny how I distinctly remember him getting a $600,000 Lake house. As do somewhere. I. He owns about yeah. three or four. People forget these Bernie bros, these people out there don't realize that Bernie's a multimillionaire. <laughs> he paints himself as this, as this crotchety old poor guy from Vermont, oh, old Jewish man crap. with no money, no raging devil. No, 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 that's an act. No, that's I don't buy it either. A multimillionaire who owns, I think he owns three or four houses. Yeah, I don't think any of those he politicians drives limousines and lives very, very well. Yeah, I don't think any of those politicians are "quote unquote" poor by any means, Vaughn. No, right. But yeah, I mean, I if you so. were to listen to Bernie, he sounds like the shoe salesman <laughs> down the street that's pissed off at the world. Right, right. He's got twenty bucks as well. If you were to, I mean, that's that's the image he wants to portray in your mind. You said it best. It's a mind game. It's a mind war. That's right. Every well, time he would speak, he never really said one well. positive thing about the country, ever. No, it's everything is negative. Everything is always has. He's a Bolshevik. Bernie the Bolshevik, I used to call him on my radio show. He really is an old Russian, Eastern European Bolshevik guy, believes in central authority, central control, thinks you can't take care of yourself. And, and people like him are anointed. By the divine to rule over you, to tell yeah. you what to do. That's right. Tell us what all how to live. That's really what they think. And here we they are. They think they're very special people and we're all a bunch of idiots. That's what they really believe. Right. And here we are, Vaughn, with the American Gustavo at your door. It's interesting times now. You must be vaccinated and you must have this certain app on your phone. I mean, it never ends, Vaughn. They want complete control of this nation. That's right. And I've said it many, many times, and I even said today on Twitter that um, anybody can find me on Twitter is go to the Von Wien show. Um, but, yeah, they want full spectrum control. People don't know. I'll, I'll break it down for you. Like, what, like Michael, it's just what you said. Full spectrum control means they want to, get, they want to micromanage your life. No more macro, no more Bill of Rights, no more real constitution. They want to control you from the minute you get up 
to the minute you go to sleep. They want to know they, they want every minute accounted for. They want to micromanage your time. And if you think about it, their whole methodology is so you won't protest. So they don't like it when you have free time in your protest. See, see, that's what one thing I love about America. They thought that Americans were going to sit in their garage or and mope around and cry in their pillow or be terrified to go out of COVID-19. The media thought they had you right where they wanted you. Then they were surprised when Americans by the millions came out to the state capitol and said, we're tired of this BS. And that was not what they, that was not in their playbook. It was not what they wanted. Because how dare you have the gumption to leave your house and the confidence to get in your car and go to the state capitol. How dare you, you know, to quote that little <laughs> Greta Biatch, you know, how dare you do that? that Greta Thunberg, so you know, it's like, how dare you protest? Well, now we see Gavin Newsom of California's banned protest because that's not part of their playbook. You weren't supposed to put the mirror on them and all their draconian rules. And even in Michigan, you weren't su supposed to put the uh, mirror on Governor Whitmer. Because she came out the other day and said, I think yesterday, and said, if you don't follow my rules, I'm just going to extend the lockdown more. Okay. Just like that. And so this is their mindset. I have the power. You don't. I'm going to lord it over you, and you have to take it. And if you don't want to take it, we're going to have problems. I'm going to call on the police. I'm going to harass you. And I'm going to shut down your free assembly rights and your free speech rights and things of that nature. Now, if they were Democrats that were pro, oh, they'd be all over it. Wonderful. They'd be congratulating the pro. Oh, you're wonderful people. If it was Republican governors, just switch the entire situation and Democrat protesters, the protesters would be held as American heroes. They'd have CNN special reports on the wonderful protesters. I guarantee it. Speaking <laughs> this of is the a, world that we're living in today, it's up is down, down is up. It really is. It's a such a strange, uh, strange time. And of course, everyone by now should know that China has basically funded all sorts of American media. Of course, in Hollywood, there's all these stories out there. You can read it yourself. I mean, it's it's pretty insane. You know, I'm not exactly sure where you stand currently with. The SARS-CoV-2 virus, um, about 75% in the notion that this virus was not a naturally occurring virus. I'm not sure where you stand exactly on all the conspiracies so far, Vaughn. I believe COVID-19 is a manufactured virus. I've always believed that. Because to me, I believe this, that um, something happened over there in Wuhan. I believe it was the Chinese government knew this thing got out of control. Now, if you go back even further, Bill and Linda Gates, his wife, have been very active in the virus community and in vaccines. And they've been over there. In fact, they I mean, if you read the reports of China and Africa and elsewhere, they're pretty mad of Bill Gates and his foundation. Uh, and stop calling the guy a philanthropic billionaire. Philanthropy stops 
when you say you want to vaccinate the whole world. That's not true. a good thing. Very true. You know, uh, it's stop calling Scott. He's a philanthropist. No, he's not. No, he's not. I, I believe, like I tweeted today, that Bill Gates reminds me of the kids I used to know in science class that were like the mad scientists. And he views the whole world as lab rats for his, tw- his twisted, his sick uh, science experiments. He doesn't view you as an individual or as a sovereign person. He views you as a lab rat for him alone and his, his anointed scientists to tinker with, to vaccinate you like a dog, like you're a cow, like you're an animal. It's really what he believes. And nobody challenges this guy. He walks into movie studios or, or TV shows and walks out. I think this guy should be heckled. I think he should have people need to start following his, his comings and his goings just to, you know, harass the guy a little bit and call him out on what he's doing. I just believe that it is something that uh, is bad. I, I really believe that the Wuhan virus is manufactured and it, it could have been rogue agents. It could have been something of that nature, but the thing is it was unleashed on the world. And to me, it's, it has a design to it. Nothing natural would have, in my view, that kind of an effect, though it, don't get me wrong, we, we've had this, these viruses before. We've had them many, many, many times. Sure. We've had SARS, MERS, H1N1, Hantavirus, et cetera. But this one here is because it was spliced, because it's already been stated, it's been tinkered with. They put, I guess, some HIV and some other kind of weird stuff in this virus. The, the, the best scientists of the world have never seen it. I mean, we've been around for thousands of years, and there's not one record of this thing. And also people forget that COVID-19, there's more than likely there, there, there's going to be a COVID-20 or a COVID-21 coming out. Because in my view, this thing backfired on them big time. Uh, I just, I, I just believe there's more nefarious people at play here, Michael. Yeah, well, and, I agree uh, with you on that. There's more of a nefarious agenda at play. Yes, and I agree with you completely that this was most likely created in a bioweapons lab, and I also don't think this virus was not complete. That's the conspiracy in my mind. And the reason why I say that, and I have no evidence to back that claim up. However, if it's true, if it's true, it's a bombshell. And this allegedly was worked on in China, then sent here to be worked on at Fort Detrick, then to Canada and back to China. It just leads me to sort of believe perhaps it wasn't finished. Now, this is just an assumption for the record. And of course, China has denied having any Offensive biological weapons, but a State Department report last year revealed suspicions of covert biological warfare work. So just that alone makes me um, quite suspicious. And of course, according to some insiders, even the ones that have been here and haven't at all mentioned the, the American funding by Dr. Fauci knowing all about this. And he's even quoted saying, no doubt Trump will face surprise infectious disease outbreak. His words, not mine. For the record, pretty wild shit there, Vaughn. I hope that's not true. Yeah, I hope that's, that's not true. Well, Dr. Fauci has been seen with Bill Gates and Hillary Clinton a lot. 
in a lot of past photographs. I've actually researched him. I mean, it depends on who you talk to, like in a lot of things now. Right, right. The world's full of gray shades and dark shades. And I've always said it's a spider's web. And on the radio, I mean, if you're a 007 agent, man, this is the time to be alive. No it doubt is. about it. Yeah. The intrigue of the world, the geopolitics is... I think is amazing. It, it is. I also think that um, I've always said on the the radio, Michael, as you know, that we're a world at war. We're constantly at war. We're constantly in these arrangements and we, you know, in treaties. Yeah, we are at war. We are at war, Vaughn. And with... the secret war is these are 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 these viruses. Well, that's I, I believe that America was attacked. I believe that this was an, a it's the perfect crime. Think of it this way. You're in China, and your economy is going down the drain, okay? And you see America having, a, just a month ago, a month and a half ago, we had a roaring stock market, highest ever, most Americans working. Trump's policies were working. I always say in China, you kick in the door, and a billion people, they're like rats, they'll scram. They're not, they're a powerful nation, but they don't have the economy that we have. They have a lot of tin, tin roof factories, copying products, when Trump kicked the door in, they folded, okay? And that's kind of how it went down. They got pissed watching us live off, live high off the hog over here. Americans were buying homes again, buying cars again. Uh, you know, it was a, it, it really was, now we have our debt, but I'm talking about just the, the main street economy was doing well by all accounts, by anyone you speak to. Everyone I knew was working. And I always say economics and politics is local. So the Chinese saw that when we can quash this with this virus. Now, whether it got out purposely or by accident, that can be speculated for the next thousand years. But right, right. I think, in my view, it was done purposely. It was done to bring us down. And they knew damn well it was going to kill a lot of Chinese. But they, again, it's a communist regime. They do not care about their people or collateral damage. People forget a communist regime is a godless Marxist nation state. They do not believe in a soul. They do not believe in God. Mao is their God pretty much there. And so, and they also wanted to quash their Hong Kong protests and the Wuhan province protests, which they were very successful doing. If you are a Chinese general looking at the situation today, you would be, you have a huge smile on your face. You brought your enemy to its knees without firing a shot. Now, this is exactly what they believe in the art of war. The art of war. Sun Tzu says you want your enemy to sting themselves, to stab themselves, which is what America did. And then you sit back and you watch the fallout. Well, they got their arch enemy infected. They got their, and it's plausible deniability because nobody can really say, right? It came from China. That's all the speculation, but they knew there would never be a smoking gun, except maybe some wet markets, real murky, real gray. And the whole world really can't do anything about it because the Chinese can always say, you have no proof. If you attack us, it's war. Yeah, it's true. You see what I mean? It's a perfect crime. It really is. I believe this was a biological terrorist attack. On everyone, yes, definitely. Remember, yes. remember the the, the 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 uh, remember the soundbite you played yesterday, Alex Jones. Right, right. 
Alex Travis. Trevor? Alex uh, Trevor. I, well, was that the name we were going with instead of Alex Jones? We're, <laughs> Alex we're trying to prevent Jones. a lawsuit here, Vaughn. <laughs> you know, the guy's been... No, we don't want to. Yeah, he's been getting sued by everyone, so, you know. Who who, 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 who has? Uh, Alex Jones. Has he really? They're trying to, they've been trying to bring him down for years because he's very effective at what he does. He's oh. very popular. And they've been trying to bring down his site info wars for years. I've, I've been going there for years. And he really, people can say what they want, but I noticed time and time again, I would read things on InfoWars, and a day or two later, it came on the mainstream news. But he really gets to a lot of things first, and a lot of people leak stuff to him, which ends up on Zero Hedge or other news sites or other alternative news news sites. Those Zero Hedges, they're on their own merits. They are, they are an excellent site. But my point is, yeah, Alex is very powerful and very effective at what he does, and they're trying to bring him down. Remember, this is a war. It's In my view, it's a – Trump is trying to – tell you American people what's really going on. He can't really come out and say it, but when he talks about the hidden enemy, the hidden, he's made that comment many times, the hidden enemy. Now you think that's the virus. In my view, he's trying to tip you off. There's other powers at, at play here. The hidden enemy is what he's trying to fight against. He really can't come out and say much about it because they'll say he's a kook. They'll say he's crazy, but there is a war going on. And it's a multifaceted war. It's an asymmetrical war. But, Michael, I agree with you. I believe it was a biological terrorist attack launched by the Chinese Communist Party to attack America, in my view. They could have had help and support from rogue agencies in the West. They might wanted us to come down as well. But I believe it was an operation that was, in their view, extremely successful. Because look what they achieved. They quashed their Hong Kong protests. People go, that was going on for months. And Wuhan province is the most anti-communist in all of China. And they quashed those protests that weren't really getting much airtime anyway. And they also defeated, at least temporarily, they brought America down. They've killed Americans. And so it's a real virus, but... Again, it's the perfect crime, I call it, the perfect attack. And it's exactly what their Sun, Sun Tzu author has always said. I have his book. I've read it. No, it's a good book. It's how the Asian mind thinks right. about war. They don't come at you directly. They come at you from an angle. They come at you secretly, like the sneak attack on Pearl Harbor. They oh, weren't yes. going to announce it. They're just going to do it when you least expect it. In the boxing world, we call that the sweet science, attacking from the yeah. angles, which is most effective. And I put America first, just like you, Vaughn. For years, I've always wondered, what if America finally cut ties with China? And I know many are not in favor of it. I know Donald Trump once was saying that early. I mean, I think it might have been like last year. He was saying that early in the game when all the talks about the tariffs were going down. But of course, many do not want that to happen. Since the United States economy, well, he says the, this is what he said, rather, now that I'm remembering, he said something along the lines of the United States economy would be better off in the long run by cutting ties with China. It would result in more products manufactured 
in the United States. I I clearly remember that. I I don't even have to look that up. That's 100% right, Michael, because mm -hmm. so many American businesses have gone to China to have them manufacture uh, whatever items they might be producing for whoever. And it's cheap labor. And what pisses me off about that is, is that it's an effing commie country and that we've been dealing business with these POSs for so long and they have stolen so many things, patented, copyright, uh, registered items from us over the last 70 years. It drives me crazy that we even gave them an opportunity to make all the items that they did and steal them from us. Cameras, cars, uh, electronics, televisions, you name it. They just stole it from us. And, and it, it's how, how can we be so blind? We let it happen. The government let it happen. And all these companies just kept going to China and, you know, other manufacturers. And, and we kept losing American business. Indeed, indeed. This is something I'd like to see, Mike and Vaughn. I'd like to see this take place. Cut ties with the CCP, bring back jobs to America. But yes, yes the, the bad part is I also understand that China is so intertwined with the global economy. And my God, this is all a mess in my opinion. And my goodness, it's a good thing I'm not president, by the way. I would have already provoked the war with China by now. I'm way too tyrannical to be president, boys and girls. I really yes. am. I'm just too, I'm just too goddamn crazy. I already would have uh, set some atomic bomb or something Whoa. already. I already would have, I would have done it already, Vaughn, without even hesitating. <laughs> you and me both, my I'll be there right, right with you. I, if, if I would love to advise the president, and if I would, I'd tell him straight, mano to mano, I'd say, Mr. President, we need to cut our ties with China, but we need to do it slowly. Because like I said, the mm. intertwinement mm-hmm. has been building up over all the Bush years, all the Hillary Obama years, especially. And don't forget, you're going to get a lot of people uh, a lot of backlash from the congressmen. Again, they're used to getting suitcases full of cash or let's say trip tickets that come in the mail by some anonymous donor, or let's just say they get um, ski resort passes or, you know, they, they, they get lots of perks, man. That's what I'm saying. And stock tips. Oh, it, it's, it's funny to me how every congressman goes out there with about, their net worth might be, you know, one, two, three, four hundred grand, middle class, or maybe a little bit upper middle. But when they leave, they're worth thirty, forty million dollars. They're or a hundred million in some in some cases. Now, they're only being paid one hundred and seventy-five grand a year, roughly. Do the math. Where's all that extra money come from? Bribes. I'll spell it out for you. It's it's a lot of secret money in secret accounts. So. You're right. I, Michael, I, I would, I would love to work with you. The thing is that I totally believe that if we cut ties cold turkey with China, that they might go to war. It's kind of like cutting off Japan's oil before World War II. We have to be careful because I'm not trying to be a statesman. I'm just being a realist. That right, right. They do have nukes and they are, there are Chinese subs off our coast. The, the, the Chinese Communist Party, again, you're talking to Marxist, godless sociopaths. And these people really don't care. Again, their ideology is more important than almost their country. So, yeah, there's rich, fat cats in China. Yeah, they have millionaires. But, I mean, the top people that you never hear about that are in those little pull meetings, 
behind the front man, which they call Winnie the Pooh over there. Those guys <laughs> want to go to war. They would love to go to war with America because, again, like Trump's saying, we are the envy of the world. We really are. They they just want to come over here. They want to live like us. Now with Mike Hideous, we built this bitch up, baby, <laughs> right. 200 and, years and ago. That's we right. built this thing up, man. And I wouldn't <laughs> give away anything for free. I'd be so well armed that, and I would sabotage these other countries. I'd be fair to them. We never attack them, but by God, they raise a hand against us. I'd crush them like a bug. Yep. And you know what? At some point, Chinese, they're so crazy. I can see them attacking us first. We wouldn't do it to them, but I can see them doing it to us. And if that were to happen, I would tell the president, regime change, baby, let it all fly. That's yeah. a fur fly. I mean, if they were to take out one of our aircraft carriers, which to me is the more likely scenario, or a destroyer, that's South China Sea, man, that's hot. That's a hot sea of intrigue and a lot of dirty deals. I mean, they, I mean our naval captains have said they've, they've tried to ram our ships. They're, they 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 fired across the bow. They've lasered our pilots trying to land. They're, they're trying to crash our jet fighters. Okay, so this is how they play. Real real nasty, real dirty. So I can see them being pissed off and in, in, up in the ante, man. And don't say it can't happen because there are people we we care about life. We want peace, right? Peace and security. And Americans want to get back to work and take care of their families. A lot of people in the world are about ideology. From the Middle East to Asia, they, it's about what you believe. You know, whether it's, it's, it's Allah or the CCP, or in North Korea, the cult of Kim Jong-un. All they care about is what you believe. Talk about a mind war. Oh, yeah. That's you what know, it always is. It's a mind fuck, man. It's like, <laughs> yes. you know, seriously. Mm-hmm. And I feel sorry for those people, but they're born into slavery. We're not. Right. But here's the caveat. They're trying to make us slaves. They're trying to make Americans into Chinese peasant slaves. That's well, the whole methodology. Look, look, uh, Vaughn, look at look at how they were distributing fentanyl and other various synthetic opiates to to America. Uh, and and uh, I mean, I, I've I've read some articles where they did that purposely to try to get as many people hooked on 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 opo- opioids as they possibly could. As a matter of fact, uh, I, I was watching something where they were talking about how they intercepted a, a crate that was coming uh, by ship from China, 32,000 pounds of fentanyl were seized. So not only are they selling it to the, to the, 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 the medical markets, but they're also selling it uh, to the black market. They're effed That's up. incredible. And, yeah, don't, and don't forget the lead in our children's toys came out about, I never forgot that. The yep. Chinese communists, I keep telling folks, you buy anything from China, make damn sure it's not ingestible. Because they are famous for lacing children's toys with lead. And many Americans died. Again, asymmetrical warfare. I know people say, oh, that's hard to believe. There's no way they would do that. We all live in this wonderful world, right? <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. Well, we, that's what we want, but the rest of the world doesn't think that way. Oh, and thank you for saying that. And they will attack you, and they do it asymmetrically. 
Well, that's true, Vaughn. That's very Thank true. Thank you so much for saying that, Vaughn, because I have been saying that for years. We are the only liberal country that it is beyond liberal. Everybody else can go F themselves because we are the only country that gives to everybody else and does so much more for every other country. And yet all of them, right. they hate us. They want to see us go down. Because that's not right because they can't stand the fact – again. Just and you, you really got to go back to the genesis of America. The, and I know this sounds, you know, Michael, this is going to sound like a like a broken record or a very cliche is the word I'm looking for. But if the founding fathers, seriously, if they were alive today, if they were walking zombies and they came to life, okay, <laughs> they would look at America today. In my view, I think they would say, "What the fuck did you guys do?" That's what right. the hell are you thinking? That's right. You know, you guys totally effed this thing up. It's such a mess. We left you with a wonderful country, wonderful laws, wonderful culture. What the f are you thinking? They, they, one, they wouldn't even remotely recognize it. Now, it's not just because of, of the years. It's the way we live. It's what people believe. And I, I think on one hand, we've allowed so much stuff like what you were saying, Mike, uh, and, you know, over the years where, look, we have barges that still come into San Francisco full of indentured servants and slaves from China. Okay. The police right. know about it. They just don't do anything about it. Again, I don't know who's being paid off, but there's shipment upon shipment. And they, they, they have to work off their, Loan those garment districts in L.A. and San Francisco and Seattle for 10 years, I heard, to pay off their 20, 30 grand ship voyage from China. Okay, So they're slaves working 20 hours a day, living 22 in an apartment. So this goes on in our country. Okay, so first of all, we've got a lot of work to in And I always told folks, Trump is not the end all be all. Get that thought out of your head. He's a beginning in the right direction. And don't look at Trump and say, he has to fix all these things in two in two years. I mean, that's ridiculous. We have 50 years of crap. That's just the beginning layer to get through before we can really get to at least a semblance of the way the country should be. And in my view, yeah, I do want to turn the clock back to 1960. I've always said that. Yes, I'm guilty as charged. Let's turn the clock back to 1960 before JFK was assassinated. And by the way, the Democrats would have nothing to do with JFK today. If he was a modern-day candidate, he would be kicked out of the Democrat Party tar-and-feathered. Oh, they would have got rid of him. He's a white guy. He has white privilege, Christian, Catholic. He basically was from a big family. He's not for abortion. He was not for transsexual rights. And he was really a conservative Democrat. And one of, and I've always liked him. He was, that to me was where, where the Democrat Party ended was when they shot JFK. A lot of people Before believe then, that. Before then, they were Bob. okay. Yeah, lots of folks believe that, that JFK was the last president, the last legit president. Some say that. Well, yeah, because there is a uh, whole school of thought that every president since then, that they're, what they're doing is, if you really, I mean, again, these are things that have been talked about for years or in many books that have been reported that 
if you go, the rabbit hole runs real deep in America. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I talked about this before, that we're only skirting the, the top of it, the top layer. But the rabbit hole is super deep where this is a, this country now, in my view, is really we're not, we have a little bit of a semblance of a nation. But really to the elites, we're an economic zone of activity. That's how they view America. That's why they don't care if we're brown, black, mestizo, if 100 million Central Americans come in, if 100 million Asians come in, they don't care. All they care about is money now. We're an economic zone of activity. That's why nobody feels this. Trump's the first guy in a long time that made you feel patriotic. It said, we can, we can reverse this course. And remember, he was not supposed to win. It really, it's, it's the biggest upset ever, 2016. Because we were told the media had everyone snowed, and I said it's going to work against them. When they convinced millions of Democrats that Hillary Clinton was going to win, I went, yes, keep saying she's going to win. Keep, please keep saying that. And six million Democrats who voted for Obama in the prior election, guess what? They stayed home. <laughs> that was the margin of victory. And I got to thank the national media for really effing that up for their guy. <laughs> yeah, I really do. I, I really hats off to them. I hope they do it again. Keep saying Biden's going to win. Please show me poll after poll where Trump's 10 points behind. Do it again. <laughs> oh, do boy. it again, please. Because we need the time as Americans to get ready. Because I've always told folks, Trump ain't going to live forever. And you might want to bitch about him, and guess what? He's all we got right now. He, This country, in fact, is the only thing, and they've all said it, is the only thing in the way of total capitulation and domination. Talk about the new world order and what, and what, what like you said, Mike. Yeah, that's what. That's how they, they freaking roll. They'll stab yeah. you in the back. They want you as slaves. And we're seeing a little bit of that now with this COVID thing and the shutdown, right? Right. That really is their fantasy. They have a power fantasy, and they just what really pisses them off is that we have 425 million guns pointed at them. Yeah, can't stand that. Well, they don't like that at all. Man, that really bugs the crap. And they're they're still trying to figure out, trying to wrap their heads around that one. You know, <laughs> so I go, good luck with that, guys. And Vaughn, we are almost coming up to a close here. I don't want to take up too much of your time, but I do have a, just a, a couple more questions to ask you. And this brought up lots of um, negative emails, I should say. Just this question alone. Is America ready for a woman to be president? Your thoughts, Vaughn? No, and we shouldn't have one. I'll be very, very blunt about that because to me, it's not about her sex. It's not time for anything. What we need is a woman president to me was set a very bad precedent for this country. I'll tell you why. It's been proven in history that whenever you get a, a female leader at, at the very top of the country, that the country fails. Normally, it tends to go down the drain. After Margaret Thatcher, England went down the drain. New Zealand used to be a very bolsterous, a very good country. They have that new female president. Going, they're they're doing gun control now. They are restricting your freedoms and rights. Also, women rule by consensus. Men don't. Men rule by fiat. Different mindset. 
I don't think that's a good thing. I just don't. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm old-fashioned there. And I think the minute we do, I think Hillary would ruin this country. And that's who the women oh. want. They want Hillary Clinton. No doubt. My goodness. Great answer, by the way. And Vaughn, where can people listen to you? You know, we are still negotiating with KFNX 1100 AM in Phoenix. Uh, again, 1100 AM in Phoenix. Um, they can catch me every day on on the Twitter, of course. And I'm about to launch uh, like a little show on Blog Talk Radio to be announced. They go to blogtalkradio.com, type in the Von Weehan Show. They can call in. But right now, I have not scheduled a show yet. We're still tinkering with the, with, with the tech stuff. You know how that goes. And that would be announced soon. And maybe even KFNX. Oh, I love that. And they can also catch all the past shows at SoundCloud.com. I've got, I'm also on Dark Sky Radio, by, by the way. And they've been, they're trying to build up a studio here in Phoenix. And they, we have a lot of people who want new shows from me. And I've got a ton of material. But man, it's like, when I do this, I want you and Mike Hideous on for sure. And some oh. of your great, uh, people here in the chat room. I'm reading some of their, um, chats and getting a kick out of them. So Love they got to call in too. Oh yeah. Well, awesome. We're down for that anytime, Vaughn. And you, it's Vaughn. always Thank a you. honor Thank and pleasure to have you here on the program as usual, Vaughn. And I'm pretty sure we won't have you, uh, we won't, we won't basically take too long to bring you back on rather. I was going to say something else, but yeah, we, we won't hesitate is, is what I'm trying to say. We'll bring you back on. Try, kind of regularly, if we even can do that, Vaughn, just to get you warmed up here. Yeah, that'd be great. I appreciate it. I appreciate your platform, and you got a great site here, and everyone's got to get on the Michael Deacon show and spread the good good word. We're the new media, the uh, the uh, new thought leaders in America. What you see on TV is the watered-down rhino news at best, and you really got to get out of the mainstream to catch some real intel and you know and your your show is phenomenal and michael thank you for having me on on again and get to talk to mike mike hideous too no doubt appreciate you both thank you vaughn all right buddy take care out there you know it. <clears throat> thanks guys mahalo my take friend care, take buddy. care mahalo. <laughs> there you go good night and good night. there he goes boys and girls mr vaughn we and that was pretty damn awesome right yes sir um he always he made br- some very valid points that I, I very much agreed with. He always brings it, right, Mike? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I enjoyed that one. Yeah. He really never fails uh, to bring the fire here. And, and of course, he got some people wound up and I'm sure I'll receive plenty of negative emails, which I love. I, I appreciate those very much. Keep bringing them in. I, I have to admit his comment uh, about a woman president was quite unique. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's true. I mean, are women even capable of being president? Well, yeah, that's a very interesting question. I don't know, Mike. And, and, and they I are think too sensitive, I, Mike. They are very, very sensitive. That's the problem. That is, that is definitely something I will agree with. Uh, however, I know that, he, you know, he mentioned Margaret Thatcher. Mar- Margaret Thatcher ruled with an iron fist. Um, and there have been a few other uh decent women political leaders in the past as well. I agree with you, Mike, but that's a needle in a haystack. Indeed. Uh, and I hate to sound sexist, but... Oh, you can, I mean, Mike. How can you sound sexist when women are the the biggest sexist th- there are? They hate each other. <laughs> I'm sure I'll get a complaint about that. I'm sure. 
Who cares? <laughs> I don't give a fuck. <laughs> oh, We're very non-PC here, Mike. Come on. You know that. We are. We, we are. don't we give are. a fuck. Who gets offended? But uh, I still stand by my 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 quote. Which was, uh, <laughs> you stand strong. Mission accomplished. Oh, no. Did Mike drop off? <laughs> yeah, he uh, dropped off there. Unfortunately, folks, I don't know what happened there. It seems like uh, we have a, a bad internet connection. Mike does, um, rather. But yes, we will be closing up here. And remember, please subscribe to the YouTube channel. And don't forget, you can take us on the road with you. Download the podcast rendition of the Michael Deacon program. Of course, it's on most popular platforms out there like iTunes, Stitcher, CastBox, which I prefer. CastBox is the shit. Spotify is alright, but I mean, it's, it's, um, I think it's a little bit lower tier, to be honest with you. I rather listen on Castbox. And of course, international listeners out there, thank you very much for your support. And now Mike is calling back. Yes, Mike is calling back. Let's, let's try to bring him back on here, folks. And yes, oh, yes, he's, he's sending me these messages. Yeah, the, the damn internet, folks, it happens all the time. Let's bring him in so we can close this show. What's yeah, up, Mike? Yeah, you got I, cut off there. Son of a gun. That's okay. It happens, Mike. I was just letting the listeners know where, th- where they can catch the podcast rendition of the program. And, of course, I went off there on a wild tangent for a moment, but <laughs> I'm calm now. I promise. Good, good. <laughs> yeah, so where can people find your material, Mike? Go ahead. <clears throat> oh, uh, as usual, um, you, can, uh, you can catch me on Facebook. It's uh, facebook.com slash Hideous Mike, M-Y-K-E, M-Y-K-E. And then, of course, my website's uh, MikeHideous.com, M-Y-K-E, Hideous.com, and Horrible Artwork, HorribleArtwork.com. That's where my artwork and photographs uh, are available for uh, as prints or originals for sale. Um, and I got some new T-shirts that are going to be coming out hopefully by Monday. So very excited about that. A whole line of things that are going to be coming out for both sites. So check them out if you will. A little bit of clapping there for you. Oh, is that what that was? Oh, okay. That's yeah, it was. Can't really hear it too well, but yeah, that's. Well, let's do that again. All right. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. There you go, Mike. Now, I'm sure that thank made you. you feel better that time. I feel a lot better now that I've been applauded. Thank you. Isn't that, isn't that magical the way that happens? Oh, it's even better when you're on stage. Oh, I know, right? It's too bad, man. I'm not quite sure when things will go back to quote-unquote normal. I'll tell you, after what I heard today, um, I'm beginning to think that we're 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 going to start coming to an end. Uh, we're going to start coming to an end of, with this mayhem. Um, I hope. Yeah, me too. I hope as well. I just, based on what I heard today on the news, I I, I feel like. Uh, you know, even Vaughn said it, the president was, um, he was pretty, pretty much caught between a rock and a hard place. Uh, I feel that the democratic party is just, they're, they're, they're whacking off toward, toward to this thing because they're so happy. <laughs> they're whacking that he's, off. Say again? As if they're whacking off. Oh, they're whacking off. No doubt. Because they're so happy that this is causing such a, a, a trauma in, in America a and riff. for the president. Right. I mean, like Vaughn said, just before we had fantastic economy, 
unemployment was down, jobs were up, uh, you know, the uh, Wall Street was booming, the Dow was booming, everything was going great. And then bang, these these sons of bitches, you know, they just nail us with this this man-made virus and to hell with them. Burn in hell, you, you commie bastards. So there. Put your hand television set. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. <laughs> I had to do it, Mike. Receive. I had to do it. Healing. Yes. I know. I know. Are you healed now? Now. Yeah, I'm healed. I'm. I'm I got your healing right See, here. I take now. it. <laughs> I have it. I have it. It's mine. It's, it's mine. I thank you and praise you for it. Praise. And I forgive if I have aught against any. And I praise you that I'm well and whole. And I praise you. That now I got to now I got to clean my hands though, Mike. I don't want to get the uh, coronavirus all over the uh, monitor. I'm healed. Yes. <laughs> and I consider not my own body. Yes, I consider yes. not my own body. I consider not symptoms in my body. I consider not symptoms in my body. But only that which God has promised. Only, only that, that which God, which God has. Only that what the Word has said. Only that what the Word And by His stripes I was healed. And by His stripes I am healed now. I'm not the sick trying to get healed. I'm the healed and the devil's trying to give me the flu. Right. Or whatever else kind of thing he's trying. Yeah. <laughs> that bastard yeah. flu. Healed and well. Yes. Healed and well. Sweet name, name of Jesus. Sweet Jesus. I'm praying tonight. Amen. I, Amen. Amen. Hey, Michael, I got I'm a praying. question for you. Go um, ahead, Mike. What, what's the name? Of, I, I can't pronounce it. I, I, I forgot. What's the name of the medication that people are... Um, that they've been saying that we should use for the, the virus. You mean hydroxychloroquine? Yes. And the Z-Pack? Uh, I wanted to tell you something. Go you ahead. had asked me, I think it was yesterday or the day before. Man, I think it was yesterday, uh, in reference to what my cousin. Oh, that's right, 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 right. Had right. been on. And as a matter of fact, oh, shit. he was, he was on that very drug. They gave him that drug that you just mentioned that I can't pronounce. That's okay. Uh, and, uh, yeah, but he wasn't on a ventilator. Um, and, uh, so yeah, the medication, what's it called? Hydroxychloroquine. Hydroxychloroquine. Chloroquine. Um, right. What Mike said, what it. Michael said. Right, right, right. Um, so yeah, my cousin was given that and he is now, uh, at, back at home and he's recovering. Oh, good. Uh, recovering well. Good. So, yeah, I'm he was, glad. he was, it was a real touch and go situation. Yeah. Uh, for a while there. They didn't know if he was even going to make it. Wow. He did. That's a good thing, man. I mean, you know, I, I got the coronavirus, I'm sure, months ago. But, you know, just last night, I got a bottle of bleach and a tube and I just, you know, poured just some down my- right in, right? I poured it down yeah. my asshole. Just, yeah, that'll work. And I'm better. That's, you are really- I woke know. up feeling way better. I mean, my God, I, I can go, I can go 12 rounds. You obnoxious, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> Anything to make you uh, laugh, Mike. I mean, you know, I'm here to inter entertain you mostly. Oh, my God. It's like a pornographic movie at this point. <laughs> I got to make someone laugh. I mean, <laughs> no one else is going to laugh, right? No one else is um, humorous these days. I mean, I got oh. to bring it. Between the between the comments of, of women not being president <laughs> and uh, sticking things up your bum hole. <laughs> Oh, it's been a, a hell of offensive show as always, oh, and yeah. it's classic. I mean, you got to have it this way. There's no better way. Oh. <laughs> I mean, you could always change the uh, station. You could go listen to some shitty AM station. Uh, go ahead. Hmm. You want to play bingo and 
be a cat lady, go ahead. Well, you know, it's interesting. Vaughn also mentioned that, you know, it's, 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 it's programs like this and his and, and, uh, uh, Dr. Cortrell, uh, and, uh, what's his name? Jerry, Jerry, Jeffrey, Jeffrey. Um, Mm -hmm. all these people are, are, are doing shows that are more informative in my personal opinion than the mainstream media. Oh, I agree. They are completely, in my opinion, out of touch. Oh, way out of touch. And Mike, we have a show tomorrow, but we will start at 6 p.m. Just an hour later, by the way. Yes. Thanks for telling me. Yes, I I have to. I had to look. I'm sorry about that. It's because (laughs) the teacher in China, we have to sort of help him out a little bit. It'll it'll be, I think, 9 a.m. when we start at 6 p.m. That makes sense. Okay. Yes. So, so this mm-hmm. person is is in China. They he's definitely in, are in China. He's in China, and he's a wow. teacher there. So we have lots to discuss with this gentleman, and of course, we have Billy Ray joining us as well. That's going to be a good one. And of course, Tuesday we will be joined by Mr. Richard Serrett, host of a uh, guest host of Coast to Coast AM. So that should be fun. And then, of course, Jeffrey Prather back in the house this time with Mr. Paul Cottrell. Right on. Oh, and I got a little bit of a secret on May 2nd. I haven't told you yet, but here we go. James Perloff, another gentleman who is very controversial, Mike. Okay. You got to look into that guy. What's his name again? James Perloff. Perloff. Oh, yes. That's going to be a good one. I am excited. We have lots of uh, good shows coming up here. I hope everyone sticks around. Remember to subscribe. And Mike, say goodnight to all the... Beautiful people out there that God loves. <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for listening tonight. Um, we really appreciate your listenership. And please spread the word that Michael and myself are uh, are doing a good job because we're out here trying to make this show as best as we possibly can for you. And uh, the Michael Deacon program is definitely, definitely worth listening to. So thank you all for listening, Michael. Love you, buddy. Love you too, buddy. Talk to you soon. Good night, Mike. All right. Good night. And there he goes, boys and girls, the one and only Mike Hideous. And as I like to say, there's nothing more frightening than reality. And I hope all of you very, very well out there. I hope all of you take care of yourselves and everyone around you. And with that said, the world is a mysterious place and life itself is a mystery. Until next time, mahalo. Mahalo. 